Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Paradise Lost. Mr. B was 27 when I first met him. He was a tall young guy, having played tight end in Texas before being drafted by a pro team, but had gotten injured in his first season with a high ankle sprain that kept him on and off the practice squad versus the active roster for four years. In the interim, he'd saved his money and bought a car dealership, as well as started taking flying lessons, noting, it's stupid to depend on just playing football. We were dirt poor when I was a kid, and the one thing my mom taught me was, have more than one job. So I do. He was, to say the least, extremely intelligent, disarmingly so as he acted as a good old boy from Texas. But he confided in me, while his friends liked to go out drinking, he actually admired Deion Sanders, who he noted was straight-laced and said, didn't touch the stuff. I want to live a long time. No use wasting my organs on that garbage, he said to me when I was recording his social history. Plus, it's the one thing I learned in college. You are on the field what you eat at the table. Mr. B had come to me because of numbness in his right arm, associated with a pain in the neck. He'd had chronic neck pain since high school, no doubt due to the constant and increasing neck strain of playing a contact sport at increasingly expert levels. It comes and goes, Doc, noted the patient when asked about the chronicity, but not with getting hit, it's kinda random. Like once it happened in the shower, and another time at the beach. I just figured it was part of playing. But my buddy had it, and he just got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So I figured I should get checked out. I nodded, thinking he was the right age to garner the diagnosis of MS, and certainly that should be evaluated. But as I told Mr. B, there are a number of other things that should also be considered, and that's something we should be talking about and assessing. On exam, Mr. B had lost both his triflex reflexes, although his numbness and tingling was only on the right, and it was fairly prominent, going down the upper arm right down to the picky finger. His neck was somewhat sensitive and audibly cracked when he bent it forward. He really wasn't weak, and the rest of his exam was essentially normal. It was pretty clear that his examination localized at least to the lower cervical spine nerve roots, at least on the right, and potentially something going on at the left, which was a bit puzzling. I discussed this with the patient with respect to his findings, and he appropriately asked if this could be a disc causing some of these problems. Certainly could be, I noted, although usually that's only on one side, but your symptoms are on both sides, which makes it a bit less likely. We'll need to get a scan to assess this further. The patient nodded, and I told him I'd schedule a scan for him. No need, Doc. I'll have the team do it. Believe you me, it's a lot easier for me than you. I'll make sure you get the results. Surprised, I agreed and put that in the note with respect to follow-up after the scan. A couple of weeks later, I saw the patient again, and 
He had a large folder in hand, which enclosed the scans of his neck, courtesy of the team's efficient infrastructure. There was a report as well, which I ignored, and put up the scans on the light board to see. It was quite remarkable, and as I looked at it, Mr. B waited impatiently for me to provide commentary. As I went through the various parts of the exam, Mr. B blurted out, Team Doc says, you need to tell us what to do next. He said it wasn't normal. I nodded and pulled out a pen to point out some things to the patient. Mr. B, there's a couple of things going on here, I said slowly and carefully. First, look here. This is an area of the intervertebral disc, which is what we talked about the last time you were here, you know, disc herniation. You can see that the nerve is compressed on the right. That's probably causing some of the symptoms you talked about before. I paused and the patient nodded. He said, yeah, that's, I've heard of something like that before. Is it really bad or is it something we can fix? I noted to the patient that we should get an orthopedic surgery referral to assess this, but the impingement wasn't really that bad. However, there's something else on your skin right here, as I pointed to the left side. There was a small mass attached to the covering of the spinal cord, which enhanced with contrast. It was like a ball and pushed ever so slightly on the spinal cord and root. That's not normal, I noted to the patient. Mr. B squinted and said, that little thing, what's that? I told the patient that it was some sort of lesion looking like a tumor, but it needed to be evaluated further. And I told him that this would require an evaluation by neurosurgery promptly. The patient looked stunned and I continued, although the only way to figure out what this is, is to biopsy it. It'll probably need to be removed. Right now, it looks pretty well localized to this area, which is good. But we need to get you to see the neurosurgeon as soon as we can. The patient continued to look stunned and just shook his head when I asked if he had any questions. We had the patient seen by neurosurgery that day, who did schedule him for surgery, actually both for the disc lesion as well as for the biopsy of the lesion on the left side. I received a note back from the neurosurgery attending the day of the surgery. He noted that the disc had been fixed and that on initial pathologic examination, the patient's tumor on the left side was a meningioma, a benign tumor of the covering of the nervous system. I was, of course, relieved at that and had considered this when I saw the scans for the first time, but Mr. B's age was a bit young for this, although anyone can have these types of tumors. Neurosurgery was going to take care of the patient from that point on, uh, which, while appropriate given his diagnosis, I was a little frustrated by that. Although I was a neuro-oncologist, the neurosurgeons could follow up on the yearly scans for the patient to ensure no recurrence of the lesions as well as I could. In neurology, we always like parsimony. That is, one thing to account for all of the symptoms and signs that a patient presents with. At least in this case, the therapy and answer was done in one fell swoop, that is, one surgical intervention. 
it seems sometimes parsimony, like paradise, can be lost all in one case. We just acknowledge it and move on as part of our experience as doctors. There are always exceptions to the rules we make, keeping us humble on the complexities of the pathologic process. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.